Diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, it's Nestlemania alongside for the writers, JC. We have gone across the pond this week, apparently. <laughs> but first, <laughs> gotta say, in the finish, we're gonna be kicking into full gear. Not till the finish, though, but I will say, one of our avid listeners called me out and said, you guys don't talk about AEW enough, because honestly, I enjoy it right now, so you know what? We're listening, listeners, because we listen to our listeners, like our listeners listen to us, a lot of listens. But we'll hit that in the finish. Because, you know, we're just not there yet. But, yeah, we'll try to, I think, weekly maybe give a little more. Right, 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 Mr. WrestleMania, a little more. I Listen, I, if, if I knew how much people loved AEW as much as I did, I would talk about it all the time. However, this started out as a WWE podcast. Now yeah. we're expanding. It we're, is. It, it is, a, is a juggernaut of jobbers is what it has become. It is, it's all over the place. Speaking of juggernauts. Do you consider us a juggernaut? I think so. Yeah, not a great juggernaut, but we're the juggernaut, bitch. And uh, the awards for... Best comedy duo as well as... Uh, I'm sorry, best duo and best comedy. We are still available to be voted on there. I believe it's hashtag wrestling podcast awards. I think it's to the end of November, if not Black Friday. Please go there. Fill out a quick Google form. Find your boys a knocker. Every vote counts. I mean, you know... People think we're funny, at least well, at least I do, and then people think that they're enjoyable, you know, enjoying us while we're, uh, you know, talking to them while they're on the road or wherever the hell they are. So tell people about us and vote and do all that crap so we want to win some crazy-ass internet award. That's all. Yeah. Make our podcast... Noticeable again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and five stars, five famous on iTunes wouldn't hurt either. Um, and we're going to hit all that other stuff, of course, but there's only one way we start this show. You'll always be in my shine. Mwah. You ready? Tale of two shows. You ready? I'm ready. For the second straight week, SmackDown Live on Fox for me was 100% shine. Wow. For the second straight week. Wow. SmackDown on Fox. I don't know what it is these last few weeks now that we're finally through the schmoz of wildcard. Like, this show, when I'm watching it, I've, like, I've been watching Saturday mornings because obviously the Celtics play a lot on Friday, so I'm a little busy then. Or when I get home Friday nights. But I just noticed there's such good pace to the show. And it's just such a variety of things where it's just like, I feel like everything feels different. Everything feels fresh. Like, they have an exciting mid-card feud going on right now with the IC title for the first time. But And obviously the main event, which is where I want to start. Because it kicked off with King Corbin. Our King, once again, getting the time that he deserves. Feuding with Roman Reigns. Had a great promo. He put over Roman big time. Like, I was like, whoa, Baron Corbin showing someone respect? This has never happened. But then he immediately tore him down as a great heel should. I loved it. And then you know what? We got to the main event. Hey, Adam, does anyone Who kick out of the end of days? Adam? No. Exactly. King Corbin, end of days, one, two, three. Didn't need any help. Nope, not at all. King Corbin beat Roman Reigns clean in the middle of the ring. He kinda. did. Sort of. Kind of, maybe. Potentially, possibly, maybe. 
What, uh, what I thought was great was, let's not bury the lead here. He was doing prop humor. I mean, this man can't do anything wrong. I was sitting there really hating the big dog with the burf, burf thing. Like, that was stupid. And, but I, it went I, on a little too long. It went on a little too long. I wish he had the Apollo hook where they could just pull him off stage sometimes. However, you know what? Sometimes you need to maximize the minutes, and that's okay. However, you know, like, SmackDown is really much a potpourri of pain. It felt like everything was there. Everything was, you know, you had some everything of, you know, it's a variety show. I did laugh at the poop bag. That, to me, was like, okay, it's cheesy enough for somebody that's wearing an idiotic crown and cape. I can I can get behind it. So that was fine. I was jumping out of my seat with joy knowing that Roman Reigns let him, you know, basically lose. Uh, sorry, win. Uh, he lost. To the end of days, as you said, a head scratcher for me was the fact that Rude and Ziggler came out there. I don't know what's going on with that. Corbin's an intelligent man. He usually makes friends now. Um, he's not so lone of a wolf anymore. So, was a king. I don't Maybe know. he it, has just, a whole court. I just, don't know. It seems like a device where it's like, you know, Corbin can beat Reigns in the middle of the rain, one, two, three, but it's not going to be without a little bit of Sure, chance. and help from his gestures, I'm sure. But, like, the other thing, too, that I didn't want to uh, bury, I want to make sure we talk about, was that in the promo, he kind of blurred the lines a little bit. And, of course, I always love a good blurred line. Uh, not Robin Thick, but I know you're going to do that. So uh, basically, and now he's got his head wobble. <laughs> I'm not even a big fan no. of that song. It's just it's catchy. Not, it's just catchy, yeah. Catchy. I know you want it. Sorry, now we're stuck. Mm-hmm. I know you want it. Uh, all right, so anyway, the uh, the whole thing about him kind of saying, you know, you didn't want the responsibilities of being a champion. You know, you don't believe in any of that anymore because you've had leukemia and that you you know you want to spend time with your family and you want to be more, you know, this, that, and the other thing, and that you're not going to be a top guy anymore because you don't want that. When I, when I heard it, I don't care if it's real or not, but it was something that made me go, I would believe that. It all was believable, which took a segment that I thought was ridiculous, stupid when I first saw it, mm-hmm. and then it brought it back around to, hey, yeah, that makes sense. I'll believe that portion of the dog show, literally. And so, you know, it was what it was. So I'm curious what your thoughts were on it because it, it I assume you liked that portion. No, I definitely did because, I, like you said, when he was saying it, I was like, man, this seems like it's 100% true. Because I just I love what the fact like you always say it, a big reason why he didn't like the Rock is because he constantly ripped people down. In this promo, Corbin literally like was listing off everything Roman Reigns has been through, how he overcame all this and all that, and I was just like, all right, this is a little too baby. But then like when he turned it, I was like, that's why he did it because he says you've changed, you don't want this anymore. Like, and I was like, damn, that is effective. Like this is gonna this raises Roman Reigns game I feel like too because we finally got we got to the point with Roman where we we're just happy to see him back we're thrilled to see him back we're happy for him we thought it was a blessing that you know he was even like around to and the ability to do this but at some point it's just like okay he's just going on a straight line like when does he start when does the line start moving for him like when does momentum change and King Corbin seems to be the guy that not only can Reigns bring out the best in Corbin I think Corbin can bring out the best in Reigns for this feud and that's why I think it's been so good so far yeah absolutely and again it's always going to be here comes the big dog the big dog Roman Reigns no matter what so yep. there it is I mean that's something to talk about and also Roman uh, showing up late but luckily Snitching Shorty G, baby, has got his back. I love that. You know, I've never wanted to be a snitch, but seeing Shorty G do it, my personal hero, I kind of want to be a snitch now. Um, and honestly, we talked about this the mid card with, you know, knocking these guys. Like, I thought that tag match was a really good time. Uh, you know, I listen. You're gonna say all shine, so I'm, I'm gonna try to say you're positive. Just, you don't like random tags, but I, I, I don't. Was, was I don't like match. random tags. No, it was, was a good match. It was a it was good, match. good watch. It was. It was. It was. It was not subpar. It was above par. Oh That's God. what it felt like for me. Listen, it above was above par is actually bad. You want to? No, I know that. I play golf. I know that. <laughs> I'm just trying to say. Someone says a subpar job. Clearly, it's bad. It's under par. 
but it's weird because it's the opposite yeah, of golf. Anyway, look, I, I, yes, I do love a good tag match when it's done correctly. This was fun and exciting. Not a lot for me, but you're going to keep it shine, so let's keep moving. All right, fine. Well, then you want to go to an actual tag teams in the tag match. How about the, well, where's the button? There it is. Super Hot Fire SmackDown Tag Team Title Match between The New Day and The Revival. This match was a treat, as I expected it to be. I could watch these two teams literally fight forever. We're probably going to get that on SmackDown. Um, I told you for the last couple weeks there was no way in hell Kofi Kingston wasn't going to be on Survivor Series. So, New Day, Tag Team Champions, um, seventh time. Congrats to them. Xavier Woods also, even though he was on the couch, thanks to yep. the New Day rules, seven-time Tag Team Champion. But, I mean, again, like these two teams together, it's good shit, man. I got I wonder, as a huge hardcore Revival fan, how you felt about them kind of just coming in strutting their stuff, and losing. I know you probably... Hey, they got an entrance, bro. But, but the problem that I have... They got an entrance. So I know. That, that, that <laughs> sucks when you have to say that. It really does. Here's here's where I... I and again, I'm only saying this because it was brought to my attention on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And again, it's just... Oh, I always love when... I, I, I hate when people shit on everything on Twitter. I hate when everybody loves everything on Twitter. But I'm always fascinated on people who bring me facts and things that happen. And I'm sorry I don't have the actual account with me. But there was something on there saying, Revival won tag belts this date. They had one title defense here, mm -hmm. and the one title defense was the one in where they lost it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like, they couldn't even get on television. So I'm wondering, as such a hardcore Revival fan, I mean, I, yeah, you, you've brought me around, and clearly I, I just, I'm not as big as you are when it comes to them. I got Ray Ray on my side, baby. I know, no, no, no. I need. Ray of Sunshine. Ray Ray of Sunshine, who ran a Spartan race this weekend. Fucking guy. <laughs> uh, look, there's nothing wrong with doing that, Ray. I'm just jealous. So look, there's... I'm curious how you feel about it because it is one of those things where everybody says, I am the absolute best tag yeah. team on this planet, mm -hmm. and then they don't do anything with them. How do you feel as it's, a fan? Well, first off, that's part of their heel thing to just call themselves that, whether they win or lose. But um, they're the Sasha Banks of the tag team division, you know? And it's they just they, they win titles. They don't defend them. It but just, it sounds like you write it off, though. Like eh, I know. It's one of those booking things. Do I love it? No. But at the same time, it's like – you can shit on it for being like, oh, but it's like the revival get used every week. They're on TV every week. That's not true. They weren't on, on they're television pretty for much every week. But they weren't. Yeah, but they're still they're, they were the champions. They've been like literally. They yeah, but having they a lost a feud for the Raw titles and immediately got inserted as SmackDown Tag Team Champions. And like, yes, they would probably use the transitional piece to New Day. They want these two to feud. They clearly want the titles on Kofi and Big E right now. But it's the fact that like, I think a lot of the times in wrestling because there are so many people that they have on their roster. And they're, it's so easy to leave people off, leave uh, teams off, that the Revival, at least, like, yes, I get a week off here and there. I'm fine with that. I don't want – not everyone needs to be on every week wrestling. That's I think that's a negative for it. I think that's something that they're getting better at is, like, keeping it fresh. But just in terms of them, like, they get used. They're put in positions. They're given good matches. They're allowed times to actually wrestle when they're wrestling. They don't have too many quick matches. And that's what I ask because the reason why I love the Revival is because in between the ropes – during those matches, they are so fucking good at tag team wrestling. Like it is, there was no one like them in that company, and just it just it the way they do it, it's just so old school. Everything they do makes sense. It's such a team based offense. They always are busting out new moves depending on who they're working with. You're going way into the weeds. Hey, I'll you asked me no, once. No, no, but and like yes, am I frustrated by the way they're booked? Yeah. Sure, but at the same time, how can I be frustrated that they've had this many tag team title championships the last few years? That's true, but as a team that know, looks generic as fuck, but they know how good they are. No, I know, and I understand that portion of it. What I'm trying to say is, how do you think it it, it makes everybody feel that like they don't they don't care about tag team wrestling in general? Like you look at Raw or SmackDown, at least mm, at least the tag team I think they're are getting raw. better. They are getting better, but it seems like 
it seems like you're coming out of mud, essentially, and you're trying to get all that crap off of you before you get to where you get to look pristine. We're getting to that mucky portion of everything, really. That's well, what I feel so like. So their biggest issue remains that there's no reason for them to have two separate titles. Because all it does is it really waters down. Instead of having one really good division with a ton of good teams, you have two kind of watered-down divisions. I think the infusion of the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits has helped because there's two more teams added onto your New Day, to your Revival, to your Usos, to your Heavy Machinery. Other problem is Usos are out. That's another top team. Right. But you have the OC mixed in. AOP hopefully at some point is actually going to be on TV. So they're building these legit tag teams, but the problem is, is it's just instead of having it in one bucket, they're in two separate buckets, and anytime you do that, it waters it down. We see the same thing with the women's division a lot sometimes. There are times where it's like, yeah, it's great that they have two different big feuds going, but at the same time, there's times like we get all these repetitive feuds because they just run out of pieces in the buckets. Okay. Moving on. I think we've we've waited too long. I am so excited for this. Hit we, it. I got to hit the button. Hit it. Yowie, wowie. I love this so much. I wonder why. Uh, because you, sir, know why. And I think you're going to be Fickle. about why I love this. But that's no. okay. I, look, Someone's got to be fed to the Phoenix Survivor Series. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm here, so here's my other thing, too. <laughs> here's my other thing. I would prefer this not to be a Survivor Series. At all. Well, it's happening. No, no, no. But uh, it appears. Listen to me, no. Joshua. Listen. Who the fuck is Joshua? I don't know. Jesus. Rock the boat, Josh. Anyway, I'm excited for this for many reasons. I thought we were going to get some random ass Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke Nakamura, Sami Zayn, you know, beloved indie darlings kind of weird thing going on. And then, of course, they had that backstage segment where the lights go off and you hear, you know, the and all that stuff. And then, of course, he just attacks Daniel Bryan. I jump out of my seat. I thought this was so friggin' good. I thought this was so much fun. I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm jacked. I'm Pete Carroll about it. I am so ready to go about this. Because, look, I know that it doesn't matter if Daniel Bryan wins or loses. Clearly, he likes to lose. He lost it to Adam Cole last week. But there is so much material that you can do with this. And I just remembered my hope now. But I'm going to save that for later. <laughs> As we're talking about it, it jogged my memory. I could come up with 45 different ideas where I think this could last till WrestleMania. It's clearly not going to no, because fuck they— no. But God. I'm just saying— No. But I'm just saying this, to me, could. It's not going to. But it has the potential to be an HBK-Jericho kind of feud where every time they see each other, whether it's like Peter Griffin and the chicken, they just stop what they're fucking doing, and they could fight at any portion for the rest of their fucking lives. That's how I feel when I watch these two because of what they've laid the groundwork for. Now, I know you're going to say I'm a Daniel Bryan homer and that I love Daniel Bryan too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. So the, the bias aside, there is at least a little bit of – look, let's talk about this. Let's get in. <laughs> I don't have to say this. That's great. I'm going to argue with myself, yeah. Let's, let, <laughs> no, let's talk about this. Let's, let's do this because I know exactly where you're going to go with this. Mm -hmm. This is the first feud, in my opinion, for The Fiend where I was like, finally, I can sink my teeth into it. Okay. No, the first feud for The Fiend with Finn Balor. That was great. Eh. That was perfect. That was eh. perfectly well done. The match was well done. Everything about that no, was perfectly is, well done. No, but this is going to have a lot of no, layers no, this to is, it. This, this is going to have a lot of layers what, to it. This is the crux of what's going on here. Oh, here we go. The Fiend and Daniel Bryan in the same ring is, for me, like if Mandy Rose wrestled Shorty G. 
It is just like a JC Palooza. This is a Nestle Palooza. Your two favorite things, like it is just literally like it's like peanut butter and chocolate. You just can't enough. You're like, no, 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 no. Who's gonna? Who's and that's gonna... okay. I'm glad you're excited for it. But saying that this is the first thing with the thing you can sink your teeth into yes. is insanity, incorrect, dumb, I'm erroneous, you, no, and no, irresponsible no, by you. No, no, no. You, first irresponsible. Off, first off, you irresponsible. Are, you made the egregious mistake of saying peanut butter and chocolate like it was some big deal. If there was a Reese's cup in front of you, you'd eat it right now. I didn't say. Uh, that's you made I, it seem. No, like it was uh, a big no, 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 I said it like it's for me. I said the peanut butter and chocolate things like Mandy Rose and Shorty G in the same rain. Like, how hell you yeah, even, let's go. How do you even put those subpar people in here? Uh, you mean those always in the shine, absolute studs? Man. Thank God we don't have a Shorty G. You know what he'd be doing? Hey, <laughs> that's all his button would be. Hey. He doesn't even have to do that anymore now. Yes, he's he Shorty does. G. Now he's like, hey, yo. Shorty no. G? No, he does not. Shorty G, best, no, he does best not. male character in their company. You are such an idiot. I, I I cannot believe you would say that. Anyway, are you excited about this Daniel Bryan? Yeah, sure. It's it's. Oh, don't downplay I, this. Honestly, I think it's a one-off because I think they're just doing it where they look. They're like, okay, well, we're gonna do the triple threat with the mid-card titles, which is fucking. I know people are hot and bothered about boned up for Roddy sure. Strong, Nakamura, and AJ Styles. It'll probably be a great match. Uh, we'll actually. I saw this joke on Twitter, and it's great. We'll see if Shinsuke Nakamura can actually be the king of Strong Styles. <laughs> so good. Uh, um, but what were we talking about? Oh, the Daniel Bryan. I see it as a one-off where the Fiend wins, and then Daniel Bryan goes back to Nakamura and Sammy, and the Fiend goes to wherever he's going next. That's all I see, and I think it'll be a fun match. It'll be a fun, quick feud, but that's all I see it as. Uh, there's so much they can do with it, though. They can always go back so to it. Much. That's the thing. Is they hey, can I usually go back yeah, for yeah, a few yeah, months. Yeah. yeah. But I think this one, in terms of Survivor Series, they're like, okay, if we're doing this triple threat, then it means there's no IC title match. How can we use Daniel Bryan without putting him in the five on five on five? Ugh. <laughs> Just, ugh. I'm sure we'll hit that oh, later. Oh, God damn it. We've already had 60 minutes in this program. I'm ready to vomit. All right, so let's move on. Anything else that you like? It's boss time. Snoop, D-O-double-G. New beats for Sasha. I love Sasha's old music, but you know, as a heel, Bailey mixed it up. Why not mix it up with Sasha? It clearly worked for her because she beat Nikki Cross and she became Al Capitan to team a SmackDown, where unfortunately for her, Fire and Desire really wanted to make Dana Brooke look good, so she's got them on their team instead of the best damn women's tag team besides the Kabuki Warriors on the planet. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought it was a nice surprise. The Snoop Dogg thing, obviously that she's his niece, so why not integrate it into the character? Sure. So... Who did she face this week? Nikki Cross. Sure. And so here's what I'm going to say. You didn't remember? No, I, I did. I, I very much did. So here's what I, I would I would like to put on the table here. Mm -hmm. I thought the entrance was nice. I thought the music was the change was good. Everything looked good. I mean, I'm a big fan of Sasha, so that's fine. I, I even here's here's I'll, I'll stop just here. Here's what I enjoyed. I felt Sasha Banks was pulling out moves I haven't seen in a while or mm -hmm. at all. Thought that she was crisp. She was doing everything correctly. Unfortunately for me, when I'm watching, wrestling is a dance. And the dance partner for Sasha Banks, in my opinion, was either half a step behind, a little sloppy, or didn't know exactly where we were going. Ooh. So I think that Sasha would have gotten an A-plus with this match had she had somebody that could have kept up with her, move for move. Now, I know that's not what everybody's going to say, and yes, we're in the shine. I enjoyed it, but I thought it would have been an A-plus effort had she had a partner that was better than Nikki Cross. That is all I'm going to say about that. Because it seems sloppy to me. So you're saying next week you want Sasha and Mandy because Mandy's been making everyone look good. You know what's funny? If people can't see this, and I hope someday we start doing a video stream of this. They see how your big-ass smirk happens every time because you cannot say Mandy without a straight That's face. That's not like, true. I, I, honestly, no. I'm just in a state of shock that you are saying negative things about Nikki Cross because you love her. I think she was sloppy. But no, no, she, she was a little bit, but I'm... 
That's Flop why. Jalop. You noticed when I brought it up while I talked about it with Sasha. Because okay. I was right. That's you agreed what was with shiny. Me. You agreed with me. Well, I said it first. Technically, you agreed with me. but Okay, fine. Wonderful. I think that about does it for SmackDown. So uh, what did you like from Raw? Well, not much. Not going to lie to you. Not a lot. I, uh, I'm i looking right here. The well, show felt long. It did. It felt like it was just continuously coming. Listen, I popped. and this is I, I don't necessarily think this is going to be all shine, but I want to at least mention that the fact that Walter was on Raw – I was very excited. That for. was cool. Seeing Imperium that was answer yeah. that. Imperium on SmackDown challenge. did something which whatever. That was a waste of time. It was a waste. But then having Walter come out, the crowd loved it. The thing was is because it was taped too, and I'm sure we'll talk about this in the heat. It just because it felt like it was packaged. You already knew it was going to happen. No, I know, but and all the matches were mostly throwaways. Sure, there was literally nothing on Raw that advanced any storyline. That's not true. the The worst thing on Raw advanced the storyline, but that storyline well, that doesn't, is well, the that worst storyline of all time. So yeah, we'll talk about. We'll talk about that later. It's fine. Uh, listen, I was excited for Cedric and and and, and Andrade. Good match. That Andrade was fine. won. I thought that was great. Like I said, Walter, as it was, Walter and Seth. I, I was sitting there going, "Okay, when is this going to get schmazzed up? We should have a schmazz button, honestly, but it's just not going to happen." Uh, you know, and that was pretty much it for me. I don't really know if I had any more. That I enjoyed Viking Raiders beating Andrews and Webster. I thought that was a good choice yeah. of a tag team to throw to them because they can literally throw them around. Um, you know, it's the hometown boys. So I enjoyed that. Um, Drew McIntyre got a showcase. That was fine. It was He got another W, which is what he needed. And uh, I can't believe you haven't brought this up. What's up, Jobbers? Soner. Jobber alert. What's his name? Soner. Okay. I don't Durson. know. Durson. Soner Dorson. I'm sure we'll t- hit on that later. Yes. There's some uh, mystique going on or yes. something happening there. What could it be? I don't know. We're going to find out. Maybe we'll have to dial up the detective oh, later. Oh, Jesus Stay Christ. tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned, what folks. It's tease. coming. We're not getting a show without it. So. Ay, ay, ay. All right. So I literally, I, I thought Raw was dog shit, so hit the button. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Where do we begin? You want to talk about sex, baby? Oh my God! Let's talk about sex, so not baby. Only, <laughs> Let's talk like, about you and me. This promo, like, <laughs> I just remember how good Lana was on the mic. Oh yeah. I guess this is what happens when you go four years between promo, or probably like a year. But good God, not only was the content horrible, which whatever, mm. I'm not gonna blame her because I'm sure it was written, but her pacing. Was like it was the pacing of someone who never cut a promo before. Oh yeah, it felt like somebody gave seriously. They're like, here's sixty, take ninety. It felt like it was so bad. It was verbal diarrhea. End, but like the first, like this. By the way, this promo was like five minutes too. Oh, it was long. It was just it was all over the place. Her delivery was insanely bad. Yeah, the content was complete trash. I just like, I was having trouble following it. I was just. What is going on? The universal hate for this segment was very, very big. Like, I, I'm i telling you right now, there were multiple tweets on my timeline that said, worst segment of 2019, worst segment of 2019. Like, people yeah, went out of their it way. It probably is. It probably will be. That should be a knocker category, by what, the way. What, worst, categ- worst segment? Worst segment well, of the year. Well, talk to your boy TJ and oh, DQ, because yeah. so, hey, you guys, guys all If you're listening, you got any worst segments of the year, tweet them at us, because we're going to have to be putting together those lists soon. Yes, it's true. JC likes making lists, but doesn't mean they're easy. No, of course not. You, you should see the behind-the-scenes picking of these things, folks. It is, unri- it is unreal and ridiculous. It's unri- unridiculous is what it is. That'd be ridiculous. Anyway, look. So there's. I'm talking as fast as Lana, so I should probably slow down. It felt like she had to fit in as much as she possibly could without stopping. It just, it kept going. It kept going. And, all, and literally, she was like, my sex anniversary. When I heard that, I was just like, oof. Yeah. That, that part Whoa. actually made me giggle a little bit. It was, but no, God, that's please, how I no, felt. no, no. 
No! No! My Every biggest time. takeaway from the segment was that Rusev literally sexed the promo out of Lana. Like, he took all her promo abilities and, like, ejected them into his member. So maybe uh, Big Rusev should cut a promo next time. First off, the whole thing was odd. Like, she definitely took creative license to it at some point in that thing. I don't know if she was just waiting for the cue. But she said, 15-pound head brute machka, baby. That don't... was actually I, not terrible. No, but that was fine. Don't booze me or don't move me. <laughs> That's the thing is, like, like she what couldn't, like, fuck? speak. Yeah. I don't know. Did she get lubed up before this or something? Like, uh, what the heck? I don't know. I don't know. It just there were so many things about this whole segment where I was just, and you know, and we were having this discussion. I think is just because the YouTube video uh, views are so high for these things. Right, and that's this why one's they gonna keep be going. Too. Yep, this one's going to be too. And that's the problem is it's so bad that it's like it's the talk of the town, and they love that shit. They're like, well, if it's not going to be good, at least make it so bad everyone's talking about it. Here's here's what I don't <sighs> understand. So she's pregnant. No, she's not. I know she's not. Go with me. She's okay. pregnant. Then she says all these things. Then she jumps on him. Clearly, she's not pregnant. She wouldn't be jumping on him. Well, here's my other issue is, like, if you're Rusev, and, like, we know from uh, watching Total Divas, like, from last year, that he wanted – and he, there's nothing more he wanted than a baby. That's why he's trying to get Lana to retire so she could – he could put babies in her. That's why they're reusing the storyline again because it worked well on a Total Divas show. They thought it could work on Raw. So he came out, and he looked miserable. But this is, like – like, if you were having a reaction, like, of, like, even if it's with someone, like – you're fighting with that you're having a kid, especially given it was him. I feel like he would have been a little more excited. I don't know his acting. He's probably was just tiresome. From well, I know he's probably well. like fuck this feud. I know he's been on Twitter. He's been good about. It. He's like he's like look at you know he's like I'm on TV. I'm in a big storyline. I'm in many events. Like he's like I'm getting big money for Saudi Arabia. Of course I'm gonna go back. Like you know it's all these things. Just like, but at the same time it's like oh man. It's not fun. Just, it's not. Is... It's, it's not. And the thing is, is we have to watch it so other people don't have to. But it is. It is. It is. Yeah, because our boy Billy lot. in the third was talking about how much he enjoyed Raw. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I fast-forwarded the entire lot of thing. I'm like, well, you just fast-forwarded 20 minutes. That was probably the worst thing. So yeah. I can see why you enjoyed it. And honestly, guys, folks, that's the best way probably to do it is to DVR the crap, fast-forward what you don't even want to watch, and just watch what you want because then you'll enjoy it more. But that's what we're here for. We fill in the blanks. We fill in the shits. We blank your fills. We do that, whoever fill is. Or you, you blank somebody else. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Phil can be a boy, a girl, whatever. Doesn't matter. Phil. Nah, moment's gone. Nasty. There you go, bud. There you go. Anything else you didn't like? I don't like? want to talk about that anymore. Let's move on. Why are Becky and Charlotte getting a title tag title shot despite losing to the tag champs two weeks ago? And Vic even reminded this us us of this during the match, being like, "Hey." Becky and Charlotte earned this title match. Two weeks ago, they lost to the Kabuki Warriors, and they still get this title match. What? Uh, somebody, I think TJ what? or somebody said that Natty had an uh, emergency for family or something like that. Okay, make it a non-title match. Like, why, what, what? I don't know. Or be like, hey, this was supposed to be Charlotte and Natty's opportunity, but Natty could not be here, and she asked Becky to fill in for her. Ta-da! Fixed. That doesn't Stupid. seem very hard. That doesn't seem very hard at all. Yeah, that's what... It is what it is. You know what I didn't really care for? That entire match. I mean, I honestly, I will say this in terms of like a tiny little sliver of shine is I am loving everything Kabuki Warriors right now. This like heel turn and repackaging of them. They've just done such a good job. It works so well. I was nervous about them. Kairi Sane because she's so likable as a heel. I knew Asuka could pull it off, but like Kairi Sane, but it's working. 
they've done enough with her that it's working. And I love the the gif that we got of her just slapping Charlotte's inflatables and it doing no damage. It's like, yeah, because they're balloons. If you put balloons, if I put balloons in my chest and someone was slapping them, I wouldn't be hurt either. But the meme and like that Kyrie saying just so funny. It was great. Unintentionally funny. I don't Unintentionally, think Unintentionally, yeah. yeah it, it is what it I is. I don't know with her. She she always seems to have little things like that that work so well because it's just so adorable. Poking people in the eyes before yeah. she runs across the ring. Yeah, so good. Yeah, it's good. It's stuff you make, you know, you, that you like, but it, it is what it is. Trying to find some positives in this shit. It is. I mean, it's... What else you got? All right, so... Uh, there's more. Oh, there's definitely more. So I, I, I really don't want to blow a gasket this early into the, prod, the, to the podcast, but here's what I'm going to say. First off, not only is it bad enough that we have this fucking six-man tag... <laughs> Then, on the same fucking show, we have a eight-man tag where Imperium takes on Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and the Street Profits. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I know. Like, so, so, look. I will say this much. For the four-on-four, as much as I fucking hate four-on-four. It was fun. I, first off, I don't know how Montez Ford is still alive because he <laughs> overshot and landed on the, the table. And I thought to myself, he's dead. He has to be dead. He has to be dead. But he got up and ultimate warriored the shit out of those robes, <laughs> and he became a GIF. And you know what? It just adds to the luster of the legend. It really does. It He's just so it, good. It's just something about him. I cannot take my eyes off of him. He's an electric factory, man. It's awful. It, it, it's awful. The whole match was awful. But you know what's? You know what made it better? Just watching Kevin Owens run down the ramp and do everything and stun people. I love KO. I, there's something about KO. There's something about the Street Profits that I'm just like, you know what? Yes, this is dog shit. And yeah, the Imperium, whatever. But what really killed me in this entire thing, specifically during this match, and it was out through, throughout the night on Raw in general, especially with the, the Mark Andrews and the Flash Gordon, King didn't know anybody. Well, that's... But that's... And, and look, I understand I that they're trying... It's a device in which they're using Vic to be the know-it-all knowledge to get people to notice who these people are and get them acquainted and all this stuff. Because if King already knew them, then they wouldn't expose that. And I understand that portion of it. But there's legitimately a shot that the King had no fucking clue who these people were. No, he definitely didn't. But it was it came off that way. It, it, they there's didn't no have puppies a on those boys. I know. There was no finessing to it. You know, it was no nothing. It just it felt that way. There was literally nothing to it. And it was King going, hey, who is this guy? I looked up Flash Gordon and it became a superhero. Like, ah, puppies, whatever. But... It didn't need to be that. It How could've... long do you think the King experiment lasts? Because I don't, I think long term, I don't think this is going to last because I think they know. Like, I think just, they couldn't put Dio and Vic out there by themselves, but King just. There's nobody that can carry the rest. Of, like, Vic does good when he has somebody that can carry the rest of the load. I don't think Dio's enough to, well, to carry I mean. the load. I think they need a different third person. Mickey James is on main event all the time, but she's not seasoned enough to do it. Yeah. What they should do is find somebody from the past. That has a lot of experience. Well, how would you feel about Nigel McGuinness? He does 205 and I think UK. I'm fine with Nigel. I think that'd I don't be know, great. I don't know if it, having him and Vic would translate But I think he's also in NXT. But... I don't think that's, they're going to let that happen. I really don't. Well, that, they can move stuff around all I the don't, time. I do not want Booker T. I don't want any, him That's anyway. the thing. Is I love Booker T on that studio show. Sure. But Booker T on commentary, no. like I say, it's fatigue, man. It's just it too much. It's it is too much. It's too much exposure, honestly. And so, look, with, with Raw, even if Raw was, a, you know, it is a three-hour show, I don't mind them taking a page of the WCW's book and having Vic work with King for two hours or an hour and a half, and then you switch it up. Whatever, do that. It's fine. But having the King for three hours, especially th this, to me was in a capsule, in a bubble, was what I have a problem with. The King was. He's phenomenal for many other reasons. But when you put him in here, he doesn't have Jr. Like him and Jr. was magic. But this. This is way past your prime, your expiration, and this is not a point of which anybody's enjoying it. I literally felt better hitting it on mute. 
Yeah. I did. You ready? I have a solution in my hope. Oh. Just came up with it on the fly. That's how good we are. Yep. Or bad, depending on how you look at it. Oh, horrible. All right, what else did you... Do you even want to get into the six-man tag portion with Umberto or anybody else? Shimmy, shimmy, yeah! That let's was, do it. Here, How many fucking flying arm drags does that motherfucker do? It like seems like he bounces off the ropes and does that fucking sky-high thing like 17 Dude, times. Can we talk about that fucking pop for Randy Orton? Oh, it was No big. matter where that man is. Oh, my God, he's... God, and that backstage promo, he looked enormous. Oh, yeah, because little baby AJ Styles, little baby Ricochet, and little Umberto. Oh, it's yeah. just like him and Gallows were like, these guys are like eight feet tall. Yeah. Oh, God. I honestly, I am really, cons- I love both these guys in general, but this both Randy Orton Ricochet thing, like yeah. the psychology, like Ricochet just looks so uncomfortable, and it's like, that's good. Like, uh, Randy Orton's doing like such a good job of making it just. I'm enjoying this a little thing. It's, I, do I love the six-man tag crap? No. no. Humberto, AJ, I think it's, it's, it's over. I don't know why they keep – we're clearly going to get it again, though, with the pin. But I did enjoy, like, the, the Randy um, hum, um, ricochet thing. But I will say that backstage promo, it took way for, too long for Randy to walk over because I was oh, like, yeah. okay, wrap it up. Wrap it up. We know Randy's coming over because AJ's dissing the Viper, and he's literally standing right there. As we just saw, he's just standing there. Just just walk over, and let's let's speed this it up. It would have been better had he just walked on without having the first What if he punch. RKO'd AJ out of nowhere during the interview? Yeah, stupid. It just, I, we have to get through shit in order to have some fun. Like, Ricochet yeah. versus Randy Orton could be great. Could be wonderful. I'm glad they're slow playing it because yeah. they have him on the same Survivor Series team, which I love because then there's a little chance for— You know how those two are getting eliminated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so— it is, but it just, did it bother? I, clearly, everybody messaged me when they saw our six-man and then eight-man. I'm curious how you feel. Um, I, like I said, the eight-man. It is Survivor Series. love it, but at, like the way they did it, at least, uh, that was a fun match. This one, I'll be honest, I was ready for bed. 32X, this motherfucker, right in pit play. Because it didn't matter. Rick, Ricochet and Randy had some, that was the only reason to watch it. Yeah. But the four-on-four the, 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 the four had no merit. No merit at all. But it was fun. Because it was this, fun. It's like you said. There's something about Kevin Owens and the Street Profits. Yeah. I have to watch them. Right. And I usually feel that way about Randy Orton and Ricochet, but at this point I was too fatigued. Too fatigued. Too fatigued at this point in the night um, and was done and knew I wasn't missing anything, so I can always go back and watch it if I if it was that amazing. Okay. Wonderful. What else didn't you like? Anything else? Um, The 24-7 title is still garbage and a complete waste of my time. Yep. Let's have a moment of silence. Again, they have to have another match where nobody runs out and tries to win the title because, you know, that makes no sense. And clearly no one else cares about this title. Eric Rowan killed them and is like, ah, whatever's in my little bird box here is more important than fucking this stupid championship. Even though Eric Rowan's never had a singles championship and it'd be a first one and probably be a big deal for him in his career. But nope, that's the value of this title. Mm. Mm. Wonderful. No, it's not. That's why it's in the heat. Anything else? No. You don't want to talk about uh, your boy? Tyson Fury? <laughs> no, we'll hit on that later. Okay. Anything else? No, we're good? We're good, I think. I'm good. All right. It is time to get hopeful. Glorious! You're my only hope. You want me to go first? Yeah, why not? Okay. So my first hope, as I am the first your on deck. Your first hope? Yeah, my very first oh, hope. your only hope. Pop my cherry. First hope. I'm first. Uh, there's so much that I could think about and do, but the one thing that I have thought about while we're kind of talking about this is The Fiend and Daniel Bryan, right? If, if, this is why we do it in the hope, if this was going to be something that I could see over and over and over and over again, I would love to see Daniel Bryan 
lose to the Fiend right out of the gate. Clearly, that's what's going to happen anyway. Yeah, but your hope's going to come true. But, but, this is a blood feud in my opinion. It could be a blood feud. What I would love to see, and I know that the WWE probably isn't going to be this dark, but I would love to see this shit where, like, you start seeing things for, like, Total Bellas show up, but then they changed the Total Bellas logo or, like, like, let's say they have a clip of Brie doing something on Total Bellas, and the Fiend's face is, atta- like, over, like, superimposed, or, like, on Birdie's face, or, like, they, they go in and out, and they do random shit like that cross-promotional-wise. That show's so bad. I know it's bad, but I'm just saying, you use you use the fact that Brie is part of the, the you know, the universe. You use part of the, the fucking family, and you have the, like, this is the part where I think people are going to be a little bit weirded out, but, like, if you talk about him being a dad, and, like... Him having like a, a children's show ish thing, like I think there's something there. Put Birdie that, in the funhouse. Yeah, like do something different with that, where it's just like, what the fuck is going on here? Like this is uncomfortable. And I think that the fiend turn it up to eleven. Let's get uncomfortable. That's what I would want. I think that being able to use this, you know, Daniel Bryan has to fight back, has to fight back. Eventually, I think that this, I think this would work better without the championship because I think Daniel Bryan needs a big victory over something, or maybe it's a non-title victory, He's whatever. That IC title eventually. But there's something about this feud that I would love to see, where it's just like the fiend goes after the family, goes after the children, goes after different things because that is uncomfortable. That is where you feel something. You know what I mean? And again, he did say that on Twitter that Daniel Bryan was a traitor. That's essentially why he's going after him. He is. He betrayed Bray literally. Yes. In a steel cage. In a steel cage. And if you wonder, this is probably going to end in a steel cage because that's probably going to be apropos. There you go, JC. So that's probably going to happen. I hate this already. I know. So look, there's so much about this that I think family-wise would make so much more sense. Like imagine him going to their house and just being weird with like so many different things. It would be crazy. You want him to give Bree the mandible claw? No, I just... But, you know, like, you could do a via satellite par- portion where Daniel Bryan is, is, is thinks he's safe in his own home. And then something weird fucking happens in his own home. You could do so many things with this that you could book week after week after week that I think would be fun. It could be great. When you involve your family, it goes a lot longer. And I think that's what I'm excited about. I think this, it won't be, but it could be. And that's what I'm excited about is that it could be. Jobberknocker brought to you by Fiending With My Family. Only available on Netflix. <laughs> So that's my, that's my hope. Let's get this thing weird. Let's get it uncomfortable. That's Let's what I want. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. That's what Nestlemania wants Let's to do. Let's get weird. Go ahead. Your hope time. My hope. Talked about rock commentary. Um, this, is a, this is a Hail Mary. Home run. Grand slam. Let's do it. Um, not going to happen. I will say that. So hashtag JC's hopes do come true, though. So maybe it will. Um, rock commentary. You know who they should get? There's someone out there. Very beloved by everyone. His name comes up all the time. When it shouldn't. And he once did commentary for a little bit, and he was really good at it. He's got nothing better going on. They can afford him. New rock commentator, CM Punk. CM Punk. How great would that be? CM Punk on commentary? It would give Raw that life that it needs. It would give the fans what they need. They can fucking slobber over his voice and whatever. AJ Lee's still better, and I'd rather have her back. But CM Punk on Raw commentary? Why the fuck not? Kane doesn't work. Booker doesn't work. Dio doesn't work. Every other freaking bum they try to throw on there doesn't work. The good guy's on SmackDown now, so why not bring in CM Punk? Do it. Whatever. Try it. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hope. Come true. Okay. 
You I'm know, putting it out there for the people. That's fucking. When it happens, I want full credit. That is Flafuga land because there's no way they're gonna waste him on commentary. It's no whole, way. Maybe he doesn't want to wrestle though because maybe. you know he hasn't wrestled in like what seven years now. How long has it been? Uh, it's been an insane amount of time. WrestleMania 30 would have been when his last. Yeah, but insane. he left before that, so yeah. So it's six insane. years. So six who knows years. if he's even good anymore? But if Ooh. I were, if, no, no, no. Here's what I would say: If I were him. I would let the mystique sit there and I would never wrestle again because he went out as the best wrestler in the world, in most people's opinion. So if he comes back, there's probably no way in hell he can live up to that. So just go off it. He's made his money. This is another way to make some good money and he can just run his mouth. He was always the best at running his mouth anyways. So why not? He's the cult of personality. Jabber knocker karaoke. That'd be Come quite the comeback. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. B team, B team, go, go, go. B-team, B-team, yeah, yeah. I've done nothing but tear apart these two guys. Two guys that I actually love individually, but the B-team has been such trash. But you know what? This week, then they came out because Brian and Fury had, Fury had their kumbaya, best friends ever. We got so much respect. We're both big and giant and awkward. Yay. But they said they wanted to pick a fight with someone. And the B-team answered the bell. They're like, we'll pick a fight with you. And they... uh psycho sid themselves with everything they said um so Jesus. here we go yeah it was a thing it was entertaining i entered this it made this segment which i'm looking at like this is just a throwaway it made it fun it made it entertaining it made it something different where i was just like you know what that wasn't a waste of my time i laughed i cried i giggled all thanks to the b team so they deserve my comeback and then they got <laughs> which is the best present you can get nowadays getting brawned by brawn Getting brawned by Braun. Brought yeah. to you by Braun Strowman. Yeah. Okay. My comeback this week, speaking of someone that was already in the, the Wyatt family, I'm going to give my comeback to one Eric Rowan. Because quite frankly- What's I, in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> That's exactly why I'm giving it to him. From somebody that was literally doing nothing to somebody that was clearly doing weird things with that box. I am so excited. It was weird to have that first person thing. You didn't need to know what the hell was going on to kind of get that it. That was but fucking weird. Everybody thought it was weird. But again, we're talking about it. It's different. It's odd. Uh, but I think that the, the reason I'm giving him the comeback is because I'm excited to see what's inside the box. I really am. I am. And it's I, my dick in the box. There you go. You know WWE is bad enough to just lead to that. They're just leading up to like a random like that he cut his dick SNL off and appearance. put it in there. Yeah, it's gonna be like, oh, it's my dick in a box. Uh, oh, that'd be weird. No, this better be something good. Do you think it's some sort of animal he's gonna use or some shit? Is I don't he gonna know. be Eric the Snake uh, Rowan? <laughs> Eric the ferret. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you really just dab? Like you looked like a sprinkler system. It was, when you did a, that. it was a sprinkler dab. Was I'm glad you picked dab. up on that. Okay. Wow, it means I did it right. Yeah, you did it right. Was that a new thing now? I don't know. I don't know what the kids. It's hard do to do this stuff sitting down. So. It is. It is. You don't have the swivel this week, so yeah, it's fine. I can't. You can't. The problem was when you're sitting, like you really got to put your hips into it. Like you do that anyways, yeah. but like you really got it, or else it's just gonna come off as like a dead fish. Much like Shakira, your hips don't lie. Ooh, baby, when you talk like and Dak Prescott, by the way. Yeah, I that saw man, that. Mm, my guy. Well, he's somebody's guy. Ooh, baby, Dak. <laughs> anyway, let's go through this. Could it be a snake? I doubt it. Could it be, uh, you know, maybe some type of random beaver? No, it's not going to happen. Beaver in a box, not going to happen. Rabbit. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that you said that, JC. I'm glad you said that, Watson, because quite frankly, what I think it is, is it is rambling rabbit. I believe that there is either going to be an actual rabbit in there or... Rambling Rabbit will be in there. Now, look, 
We may never see Rambling Rabbit out in the ring, but I can see the idea of him pulling it off and talking to it backstage. And I believe that there is a very, very good reason for it. And I think that that it could be, there is going to be some weird connection where anybody can go anywhere with this. And I think that Rambling Rabbit could keep dying and showing up on Raw. Maybe that's a way to get that connection over to Raw. It, it definitely is something that is intriguing to me because it was the first thing I thought of. It's a logical choice. There has to be an animal in there. It's not going to be a pig because you'd hear it. Right? That's not Huskus. Unless if he cut off its vocal cords. Sure, which is, wow, that was dark. Do pigs have vocal cords? I mean, they have to have something to make that noise, right? I don't know. It's kind of like a nasal. Anybody noise. that's into pigs, let us know. I yeah. mean, I'm not a real big pig guy. I mean, I love ham and bacon. She's not Alexa Bliss. She's a big pig girl. She loves pigs. She has pigs. Pet pigs. Larry is his name, actually. Yeah. I don't know why I know that. Uh, so anyway, she tweets about it. Sure, whatever. Uh, and she's adorable, and I love oh, her. Okay, okay. Let's put it back in the pants. So look, there's so much. <laughs> My dick in a box. <laughs> there's not a dick in that box. <laughs> God, you are nasty. So bad. I miss her. Get her back. Uh, whatever. Uh, so look, it Don't could give be me that shit. It, we're in the detective mode. Let's get in this. Could it be a snake? No. Is it probably Rambling Rabbit? I hope so because it probably is. It, I think it's a, one of those things. It, it 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 knows no bounds, JC. That's what I'm excited about. Now, if it's not Rambling Rabbit, I'll be sorely upset. It's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be some sort of taxidermy thing. You know what? I could go for that. I could go for this man to stuff and mount people. I think that that'd be interesting. <laughs> what the fuck? You just said taxidermy. <laughs> yeah, but I was thinking like he's just carrying around like a stuffed squirrel. Stuff not and mounting gonna, people. Not that he's going to like murder Seth Rollins and put him not on a mantle. actually. But imagine how weird. Listen, this is where we get weird, right? He's already weird enough. We're already weird. We're already weird. We might as well go down this path, folks. This is why you listen to this fucking thing. Listen a little bit about this, right? Let's say he's a taxidermist, right? That he's, he's <laughs> stuffing animals in there. That's fine. Now, how creepy would it be, because it fits his character, that he builds these giant statues of stuffed, like, people that looked like they're actually dead? That'd be fucked up. But imagine, imagine he goes after his victims and there's, like, a stuffed Shorty G that's just, like, a wax thing. <laughs> you don't know what it could be, right? You've never seen that before. But goddammit, is it weird? Oh, man. But you would remember that, wouldn't you? I remember a lot of things. It doesn't... <laughs> You opened the door. You I, opened I Pandora's did. box, my friend. Me and my big mouth. Listen, we're a team here. You're a gumshoe. You're a private investigator just like myself. So listen, I think that's a very astute observation. <laughs> well done. The detective tips uh, his cap. You're not wearing a cap. Don't. If I My imaginary cap. I'm going to start wearing a cap, I'm wearing actually. a cap of the World Series champions, the Montreal Expos. Let's go, baby. Anyway... My, my team, Montreal Expo. Anything, anything that you would like to see besides taxidermy, uh, Rowan, that you think could be in the box? I don't know, man. I'm intrigued, though. I, it when is. I, when they did the promo early in the night, like the vignette of him talking, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. But when they, like, he came out later with it and they did the thing where he murdered the Saints with a couch, I was just like, all right, Paul Heyman's got something here with Eric Rowan and I'm interested because Eric Rowan looks legit. When he came out with this new theme song, with the fucking cage, I was like, this is interesting. This is good. His character is working for, like, the first time ever for him. So, yeah, I'm intrigued. Could it be a rat? A giant rat? I was trying to think some sort of, like, because they call him, like, the Redwood and all this. Yeah. Like, some sort of either, like, red type of animal Beaver. or something that lives in a tree. Beaver. I, I, I don't know if that qualifies for living in a tree. They kind of eat trees. They eat trees. Well, like, yeah. Build dams. Maybe he's just going to build a dam in the locker room. You don't know. 
He was trying. No that's what he was trying to do, but the Sings came in and ruined it. By the it. way, no small feats throwing that couch like it was a baseball bat at the Sings. I thought that was amazing. He hung out with Braun for a long time. So I got to tell you, that was amazing to watch. As terrible as that segment was, I was just enamored with the fact he could pick up a couch like that. It was amazing. It might have been a smaller couch, but still. A big feat. Couches can be light, but to get to wrangle it in your arms like that is very impressive. Yeah. So, again, I think it's it's probably not Rambling Rabbit. I wish it would be because I think it would be awesome. However, taxidermy, I'm in. Yes. Taxidermy. Okay. It's amazing. I think we've gotten to the big finish now. I'm going to hit the button. After that. Stick shift time. We're going to kick it into full gear in a matter of probably like 30 to 60 seconds. But first, um, this podcast is available on iTunes. Anchor. There it is. Our new home. Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, YouTube. Download, like, subscribe, comment. Five stars, five flames. We really appreciate it. You should do it on all of them. But if you only have time, do it on one. Um, Hope you enjoy the show. Tell us you enjoy the show. We appreciate it. Jobberknocker.com. That's the website where you can obviously find those links. But also, all our great articles that we have. Um, And we're going to go through all of them right now. Go for it. NXT with at TJ of the JK. NXT UK with at the Real Deal B. Cox. We have AEW Dynamite with the Joe Stopper. And, of course, NWA Feel the Power. With only Aaron Turner. Only Aaron Turner. Yeah. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. On Twitter, you can follow us at at Jobberknocker, at JC of the JK, at TQ of the JK, at Ray Ray of the JK, at BillyD2411, at Joe Pollock47, at TJ of the JK, at The Real Deal B. Cox, at only Aaron Turner, and at... I don't, I don't remember the other guy. But uh, Facebook, Instagram, we're everywhere you want to be on social media. Do you have anything to add at Nestlemania? You just said my name. Say my name. Say my name. You just said name. you want to add anything I at Nestlemania? That is my Twitter. That is my Twitter. Well, you know what? You're not You're not a Survivor Series. Which so, uh, hold on. Very quickly, I just want to say a special shout out to all the Jobberknocker people on Twitter. We just passed a huge milestone. 5K? 5K. 5,000 followers on the Jobberknocker. We passed what Ray Ray runs like every day for breakfast. It's true. It's true. Ray Ray is in incredible shape for a man that I've never met. <laughs> Not, not, never had a conversation. That's not true. I've had a conversation with him, but I've never met him face to face. One of these days, I guarantee you the epic, the epic meeting slash conversation that happens on this podcast. Because when you're out, I'm going to sit face to face with Ray Ray at one point, and we are going to have a nuclear podcast where he well, is all positive. The shine gonna is going to be all repository of heat up his ass. Yeah, that's good, what I'm going to do. Good luck with that. That's what I'm going to do. Good luck with that. He's going to be. He thought Shane McMahon was good TV. I am going to annihilate that man someday. Wow, that's um nasty. We're going to kick it into full gear like you apparently want to do to Ray Ray. Um, I don't know how you want to touch on this, but I just have one thing to show you first. Oh, no. Oh, wow. The winner, Sean Spears on a hot streak, baby. He's wearing a Ty Dillinger shirt for those that can't listen yeah. or hear or see what he's doing. I, I should know. probably get a Sean Spears shirt, but, yeah. you know. I'm, he's too cheap, folks. I'm poor. He is poor. Um, but, yeah, uh, he won. Other stuff happened. But I feel like, do you want to head in little stuff or just talk about the big stuff? I think overarching themes are probably the most important. I think, look, uh, right out of the gate, everybody's talking about Moxley and Omega. Let's get that out of the gate. Mm-hmm. I think that. You liked it. I you did. You loved all of it. I did. Listen, here's a lot of people that went. It, it went too far. It, it was too hardcore. It was all this stuff, whatever. 
Go to your own, you know, device on that and and watch it and figure out what it is for you. Don't follow everybody else's footsteps and say, "Oh my god, I can't believe they did that. This is ridiculous." Watch it for yourself and figure out whether or not it was good. That's I watched all. it. I give them a ton of credit for the stuff they were trying to do, but it was too much for me. I just I just like that it's something for me where it's like I don't want to watch that kind of violence. That's why I don't really watch UFC. That's why I'm a UFC guy. UFC doesn't do broken I know, No, glass I know, but I'm just wire. saying that in terms of like that carnage, like that real like injury like to yourself like on purpose. Like that cuz cuz wrestling is like I know it's fake. I know these guys are great athletes. They put themselves in a position to try not to get hurt but still make things look effective. Where this is like we're going to jump on tax for fun and we're going to do all this random shit. It's just you do one of those spots here and there sure, but for me it was too much. I'm the guy who watched Nip Tuck and always closed my eyes whenever they did actual surgery stuff. I enjoyed the show, but I just that's not for me. And there's a lot of people like that, so I also would not belittle people for not wanting to see that at all. Cuz it I'm is not- I'm not saying that I'm not belittling anybody. What I'm saying is for all these people to come out on their keyboards and say stuff like, oh, my God, I can't like this is the worst part of wrestling I've ever seen in my and life. And they might feel that way. That's fine. That, there's, they have the there's right nothing, to say that. There's nothing Just like wrong you had the that. right to enjoy it because you love seeing people kill each other. I like seeing people kill each other most of the time, too. This is just too much for Here's, me. Here, and I too will, much. I will speak only for myself, and I will say this much. You have to have a match like that to draw the line, to know, okay, we eh. went too far this way. Eh. Here's where we don't go past again. We probably have to rear it back. And that's fine because they got it out of their system and they need they need to they need to create parameters in this new thing. They need to. And so when I was watching it, I went, no fucking way are they going to do mouse traps all the time. No way are they going to do broken glass all the time. I hope not. No, no, but th- it's just not going to happen. It's just, it's not. I think this, this uh, the reason why this ultimately happened is because Moxley was like, I want to get that WWE stank off me any way possible, and I want to bleed and make another man who's willing to do it with me just bleed everywhere to get that off to be like, this is who I want to be. They called me a lunatic in WWE. We had goofy matches with fucking pots with pots plants. and potted plants named Mitch and shit. Like, and that was all fun and good. But like the character I want to be is like he read all the criticism everyone had. Especially our boy Billy was a big like criticizer of him. Like they say he's a lunatic and all this, and he wasn't. And he was absolutely right. I think for Moxley, I'm. Like, this had him. This is what he wanted. It's this a is what he was before it WWE, was and this is what he wanted in Omega. We know Omega's nuts. The man's oh, awesome, yeah. and I hope he doesn't do this too much. I don't want this man to get hurt because if, AEW, if he goes down for AEW, there's one less thing that I'm really interested in watching. So, Look, I-, I thought that, again, yes, it was egregious, a lot of it. However, you know what? Sometimes the, the part that I don't understand is like sometimes you watch something and you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. But then someone else in WWE does it or somewhere else you see it and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I love it. So I just I hate that hypocritical standpoint of it all. It's just it, it, like it for what it is based on what it is. Don't like it on who does it where. That's that's to me the biggest issue of yeah, it. Yeah, Well, that, that's just more of like a thing in general. That's the thing. Some people are loyal. They no, are. We see it because. A lot of the things that people criticize WWE for, AEW's doing the same stuff. Right. But it's just like it's it's fresher to you and it's different because there a lot of AEW's like schmods, random tag matches. Like the only reason I find them a little more entertaining than WWE is because I'm not as familiar with these wrestlers and I haven't seen as much of them. So it's an opportunity for me to see more of them. But like in a year, when they're doing these types of matches, I'm probably gonna see it feel the same way as I did in WWE. Okay, let's move on to something else. Um, MJF threw in the literal towel for Cody. So he now lost and can never get a title shot again, which I don't buy. Um, and then Cody was in the midst of forgiving him, and MJF kicked him in the dick. A nice dick kick. Marcus Smart knows a lot about those. Now Cody does too. MJF finally doing what everyone expected him to do, turn heel 
completely and turn his back on his former best friend, Cody. The roller coaster. The American Nightmare. His best friend. No longer his best friend. Yeah. Good Here's, thing there's still a tag team called Best Friends because these true. guys are no longer They are no best longer best friends. The one thing I will say about this, and again, I, we said on this program, oh, we really hope MMJ to, uh, MJF doesn't you know, turn this quickly. I will say this much. I'm not an AEW homer because I was really bummed when I saw that he turned. I appreciated the fact that he got thrown uh, thrown at by all the fans. That was fun. That was great. That's good heat, baby. He I don't sold care. it great, too. He, see, he, he just kind of laughed it off like, dude, I'm making millions of dollars. I still think I that guy was a plant. Even though oh, they, I, you know what even I think Even though so. they escorted someone out of the building, I think they that was a plant. They Absolutely. went all in. Yeah. I think that was and it was well done. It, it was, was well done. Well done. It was enough to believe it, but yes. it was definitely a plant, in my opinion, when I was watching it again and again. Our boy, Dominic. Uh, Dom, Dominic? He, Domin, well, not Dominic. Well, his name's Dominic. Dom Feds. He's, uh, he's, he's the, uh, if you follow him on Instagram, he's the wrestling, uh, I think, event center. He was actually there at All In. He has a great clip. I retweeted it out of the guys getting ushered out. So I think pretty much it is a plant, but it was good. Uh, that The kick, probably a little too early, in my opinion, but having MJF cost him the championship that he will never have makes it for a blood feud. So I think yes. that we're probably in the right place. It wasn't the way that we thought the matchstick was going to happen and light the fuse. However... Having him, like, think about this. Having MJF stop him from ever having the championship of his company mm -hmm. is going to make that first part really, really good. Yeah. Now, let's let that sizzle for a moment, and then they go off and do their own thing. Then I don't think I think I think they're getting when, when's their next pay-per-view? <laughs> probably after 2020 or sorry, yeah. January. This at will least. be one of the marquee matches. Sure. And so. The other thing, too, that I think is really interesting and could be really telling about this thing, if they do it properly, not the first time out of the gate, later on down the line, MJF becomes the AEW champion, and Cody cannot do yeah. anything about it. And that, to me, is where I'm focused. That, to me, where I go, now that's long-term booking, that's long-term storytelling, where I'm thinking two, maybe three years down the line, when MJF will be the biggest thing in this company— He's going to be the champion, and Cody cannot, and I repeat, cannot do anything about there, it. And there then, then will be a loophole, a but that is like that is the type of loophole you yeah. want because here's the thing. I saw you tweet about this, about what's next for Jericho, and I want to really talk about it because Cody has always made the most sense because he is so over. Another guy you could look at is Kenny Omega, but he seems far away from that title right now. Right. So Moxley would make a lot of sense, but I still, I've still i tried to like him. It sure seems like it's going to be a pit stop with the Hangman again. Which just ugh. you don't like the Hangman, JC. Well, it's, it's not like I'm. I've tried to like him, and like he has moments where I'm like, okay, but it's just like, I don't know. It's just so underwhelming, and I do think right now with Moxley and Omega probably not going for the title, and with Cody as far away now as possible, they don't have a lot of top talent. Baby Who's favorite? that top babyface? Like I love Darby Allen, but they already tried, did it once quick, and he's not ready to be like your main event feud. Yeah. Cody was that, and now that's why I thought we'd maybe get like a two-parter here with Cody and Jericho. But now that we're not getting that, if it's not Moxley or Omega, which it doesn't seem like it's going to be. I don't think Jericho's <laughs> going to be defending that belt anytime soon, honestly. Well, I think they're yeah. going to let it. I they have a 30-day rule, though. So Do they? Okay. I think so. All their titles have to. I think they, they've been, been enforcing it so far. That's why he had the match with Darby Allin. Okay. That's why we saw the Riho match come out of nowhere. That's why SCU did their, like, you know what I mean? They, okay. They're actually enforcing it for now. We'll see if it lasts. But I mean, who do who do you have? It's probably there Hangman, is right? It has to be. It could be Ugh. Pac. It could be Hangman. It could be Mox. How does Pac Jericho work though? 
as a feud. Like, I think that would be great. And that's the thing. Pac is the guy with the record. Maybe they have somebody for a one-off somewhere. That may, and here's, here's, here's where, here's where I, you know, I really don't want to get fanboyish. There's one person that in the elite I love more than anybody. Anybody. And everybody's going to be sitting there. And this is the hypocritical nestle. I will say this right out of the gate because I know TJ, DQ, everybody's going to jump on me about this because the man's a fucking cruiserweight. I don't give a shit. Too sweet? Whoop, whoop. If Marty Skrull comes in out of fucking nowhere because Ugh. his contract's up and goes right into Jericho, I'm okay with that. He doesn't have to win, but I love the villain. I love Marty Skrull. He I, won't be in the main event right but away. But I think that, you know what? I love that. I think that would be so great. Now, they've been talking very quickly about the match beyond, which they haven't said war games specifically, but that's what they're implying. Mm-hmm. Having the elite versus the inner circle. I, you know... I don't know where to go with that because I think that they can't have the War Games match, even though Dusty came up with it. They don't own the rights to that. So it has to be called the Match Beyond. Which is whatever. It's but a name. The name, it's the name interesting. doesn't bother me. It'll be interesting. It really will be. Yeah. Do you think that's going to be something like right out of January, February, March maybe? they're gonna. Is that when you think the next one's going to be? They're going to wait. They're going to wait till after the holidays. They're going to have to. I'm assuming it'll, it'll be in the Royal Rumble area. Okay. Probably definitely not th- that weekend, but I th- would think in that range because that just makes sense booking-wise. Do you think you'd be excited to see that match? You think you're going to give it because you don't like steel cage matches? Yeah, but it's a little different. Okay. All right. But and there's also more opportunities for I don't know. It's different. <laughs> okay, that's fine. St- the standard steel cage match just sucks because someone can walk out a door and the match ends. Okay. Yet they still have to try to have fight and pretend to climb when they could literally walk out a door. Like, kick the guy in the nuts because it's no DQ. Walk out the fucking door and win. They changed that one rule that you can't walk out the door. I'd like steel cage matches better. I still don't love the lack of mobility in the ring, the inability to really leave the ring, but yeah. 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 All right. So uh, anything else on full gear you want to talk about? No. Okay. The rest of it, it was fine. Like the stuff, was, most of the stuff was solid, but it nothing wasn't really. Stood the, out. We, we we hit the headline, I guess. The yeah, Sean Spears all. winning was a headline for sure. Ugh. Don't give Ugh. me a break. He's fucking awesome. Give me a break. He's give me a break. So good, and I'm so glad that he gonna is give him so the, overhyped. Oh, You're so overhyped. He's such a good wrestler. He's such a. He's so <laughs> good. He's so fucking good. No, he's. You're not. just jealous because he's married to Peyton Royce. I mean, I am jealous about that. For sure. <laughs> I am. Very much so. He's a he. He is a man that probably be divorced in like six to ten no, years. No, he won't. Oh my but, god! What? Why would you even say something like because that? Because look at her. Look at look that. at him. He's a perfect ten. He's literal perfection. I don't know. He's uh, but the chairman. But is he? I don't think he thinks so. he is. I don't know. He must we don't be know. iconic at some things. Hey, there's videos of her on her bachelor party that doesn't look like she's gonna be somebody that. Uh, Have you ever know. seen? You've never. That's what bachelor. Like, uh, bachelor parties. Uh, Nestle, you are off your rocker. Off my rocker, indeed. Yes, I am. So yes. I think that's pretty much everything we need to cover in this there program. NXT, we got to hit this week. I feel uh, bad leaving them in the dust. Oh, TJ's for, probably like, "Fuck you guys, ignoring my show." You talking they about got a show king. coming up, but it's just it's weird with me with NXT right now because like they're part of the main roster right now yeah. too. So I keep forgetting that takeover is an actual thing. Io Shirai versus Mia Kim <laughs> because we know the heels are going to win the advantage because that's what War Games oh, is. is. That heels always get the advantage. And Io's the best. Yeah, uh, clearly. Io my can... favorite wrestler at NXT right now. Oh, yeah. Io Shirai. Absolutely. Number I, two, Adam Cole. 
Because I fucking love him. But look, the, the other thing too, I think there was uh, Angel Garza and uh, oh, cruiserweight, match. cruiserweight match for Leo Rush. Uh, clearly, I don't like Angel, Angel at all. Yeah, so. why don't you like him? I missed out on that. What, what don't you like him? Because I like, I think it's like he's solid. He, you know, in the ring, I don't have a problem with him specifically. I think it's just the character, and I think I had this conversation with TJ. It's just the character presentation of it is just like. I need more than Rico Suave. I need more than just like, I, oh, you ripped my pants off in the middle of the match and I can still wrestle and all that <laughs> stuff. There's there's little things here and there that he, and again, I'm being hypercritical over it because I'm just being that way. Shocker. But, yeah, I know. But I will say when I watch him, I go, he's either a couple years away from me caring or he's six months away from probably getting just like a point of which I, I don't even care when he's on my television. Wow. So if he doesn't get better in six months, I probably guy's won't been care around at all. like a month and a half, and you're already ready to. I don't like him. I don't like him. There's well, so not supposed to. So maybe he's doing something. No, right. I'm just saying. I, I re- like. I I'm, I'm more indifferent. There's really. not enough shimmy in it, Fizzy. No, there's no shimmy, shimmy. Yeah, Alberto Carrillo. That guy has. That guy. Has, Joe has done more for that guy than that guy's done for himself. I mean, that's what it is. Well, for me. yeah. I, but literally, like, I didn't know who he was till Joe started shimmy, shimmy. Yeah. Shimmy, shimmy. Yeah, baby. Shimmy, shimmy. Yeah. All right, so that's pretty much how I feel about NXT. I think there's more, but who cares at this point because it is what it Next is. Next week, we'll get into more I'm a survivor in a, a series because that's coming up next two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Okay, on that note, because of Destiny's Child, it is our destiny to end this program. Ho-ho! On that note, thank you for listening to the Jobberknocker. We'll be back next week with more Jobberknockery. <laughs> and another shitty Seth promo en route. <laughs>